You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Now, before we get into this episode, we have a special announcement from one of our sponsors. DesignCrowd is an online marketplace that helps businesses outsource their graphics, their logos, and their web design with access to over 600,000 designers around the world. Now, within a few hours of submitting your design requirements, you receive 60 to 100 plus designs, so you have the best chance to pick the perfect design for you. Now, I personally love this option and I've used it in my business ventures and projects over the years because it saves me on a few major things in life. Now, it saves you on time. It saves you on the headache of going back and forth with designers and it's also affordable and scalable without you needing your own in-house design team. Now, the good folks at DesignCrowd are kind enough to offer you as an exclusive Addicted to Success listener, the VIP Custom Design Upgrade Pack, which will save you over $100 on a deluxe project for any type of custom design, including logos, uh, business cards, websites, flyers, emails, and many, many more things. Okay, so head over to designcrowd.com slash success. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash success and the promo code just for the addicted to success listeners is success s u double c e double s right now let's get into this interview welcome to the addicted to success podcast i'm your host joel brown and i'm here today with rachel brooks smith who is an actress who i remember seeing in uh bring it on quite a few years back and the hit movie Center Stage, along with a number of other incredible movies that are yet to come and that are in the marketplace. Uh, Rachel also is a positive influencer online that has created uh, such an incredible movement that is inspiring many people to be disruptive and to create more positive change in the world. So, Rachel, thanks a million for jumping on the Addicted oh, to Success dude, podcast. It's great you. to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. And what a great introduction, man. You are you're good at that. Uh, and <laughs> the forward to this, it really is such a, a, a dream come true to get to be on here because I, I really do. I love what you're about. I love your message. And I really have been so inspired by some of the interviews that you've put out. Um, and so I just I celebrate you for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. You know, it's funny that you were saying, oh, that was such a great introduction. Now, just to share this, because I know you're about building confidence and talking about, you know, self-belief. What runs through my head most of the time, even though I've interviewed hundreds of successful people, uh, I still have this kind of like trying to find my feet at the start. And when I coach others, I always say like, welcome the warm up. Always know that there's going to be something. It may be a second. It may be 30 seconds, a minute, it could be two minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is, just be okay and be accepting of the fact that there's, there's going to be a warm-up period. Uh, and so it, it, it doesn't matter how many times you do it, you, yeah. you've got to have that little bit of warm-up to get into flow. No, I so love you understand because you're in movies, right? You're in filmmaking, so I'm sure you understand it. Oh, I 100% am a big believer in that. You know, I think it's – what I love thinking about it is – you know, that confidence is just like any other, it's a muscle. You know, if you don't do something every day, 
to exercise that muscle, their confidence muscle, you will lose it. You know, just like if you don't go to the gym or do some sort of physical activity or lose your physical muscles. I think our emotional muscles are, are the same way. So I'm a big, you know, with my disruptive movement, um, really challenging people to do something every day that, that does take you out of your comfort zone, you know, that challenges your, your emotional fitness as well. Uh, because that, that is completely changed my life and is the only reason why I've been able to be successful as an actress or influencer or, really in anything in life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, a few of my friends are in the, uh, I guess the movie industry, we could call it. And they do say that it's, you've got to have this rhino skin to be yeah. in that game, right? Getting rejected quite often, hearing yes. the no quite often, or not even hearing a callback. And you, yeah. a lot of people pin their hopes on like hearing back, especially when you're down to the final two or the final three. Yeah. So how do you, how do you deal with this process? Like what goes through your mind and what are you doing to, to get yourself into a place of uh, not letting the nose uh, knock you back? Oh man, I, I love this question so much. And just a little kind of background on, on my story that really goes hand in hand with this is, you know, I, I saw a film when I was a little girl that completely changed my life. And I had that moment in the theater when I just fell in love with filmmaking. I don't know if you've ever saw a movie before or, you know, even a YouTube video or something where you're just like, <gasps> changed like that. I've been feeling so stressed out and overwhelmed and, and honestly pretty much depressed at that time because I had just broken my hand and had surgery. I have like my battle scars here, of like six pins in there. Um, oh, look out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was a super competitive gymnast first, and it was really, really challenging for me to uh, to get up the courage to say, you know, I just couldn't do that anymore because I was so not happy in that life. And I was, it was my life, it was my mom's life, it was my identity. Uh, and so I, when I saw this movie, Center Stage, it was the first dance film I had ever seen, right? I was sitting in a the theater, it's a really difficult time in my life. Uh, where I didn't know who I was anymore. My mom, who was my best friend, didn't want to talk to me. My friends didn't want to talk to me, all because I, I you know, quit gymnastics. And uh, so when I saw this, this film, I just sat in the theater and I just cried, you know, and I was just like, that's what I want to do with my life. You know, I had this new passion and dream and purpose, really. You know, I went from not knowing what I was or what I was doing to having this purpose. And right. I was like, I, my, my family actually had to pull me out of the theater and say, you know, because I just wanted to sit there in that moment, you know, in the dark theater all by myself. And like, I was just visualizing doing that with my life, like being, inspiring other people, just like all those girls up on the screen inspired me. Um, and everybody told me I was crazy for thinking I'd ever actually do that with my life. And I remember, you know, I got, I was really loud about that goal and that dream saying, that I, I'm going to be an actress, I'm going to be a performer. And everybody said that same thing. Well, how are you going to deal with the rejection? You know, everybody gets, you no, know, everybody tries and very few make it. And I just, I know, I just had such a pivotal, powerful moment when I saw that movie that I just, I was like, that's, I don't care what I have to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to do it. And, and I had also stepped into this space where when I was doing gymnastics, I felt stressed out all the time. I, mean, I, was, I was almost throwing up every week because I was so nervous uh, of either getting hurt or getting yelled at because um, our coaches would definitely do those, <laughs> would yell at us and throw things at us. And right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like 14 at the time. So it was really intense uh, life to be living in. And, um, you know, and I just, I kept, when I started dancing and acting though, I felt this feeling of, I wasn't scared anymore. You know what I mean? I just loved it so much 
that it didn't matter what other people told me. I got told all the time, even when I, when I went to dancing and acting from gymnastics, you're too stiff or you're too stiff. You're not moving your body enough. Cause even from being a gymnast to a, you know, more of a dancer, uh, it, it's a very different skill set for your body to learn. Um, and I got, you know, just told that I wasn't good enough all the time. And I just kept focusing on how much I loved it, how much it lit me up that, uh, it just didn't matter. And kind of long story short through a series of events that I thought were the worst things that could have ever happened, you know, like not getting into my dream college, which was devastating. Um, having to, move out to LA when I was 18 and not knowing anybody and being scared out of my mind. Um, I ended up fighting for that goal and that dream and watching that film, which is called center stage all the time when I got really scared and I would always turn to movement and music and creativity and art to help me shift, you know, suffering states. And about six years after I saw center stage and had that moment where I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I, ended up playing the lead in the sequel to that same film six years later. And that was my first acting job. And so if that's not a story of our ability to manifest really big goals and dreams, regardless of the challenges put in front of us, like I, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is powerful and amazing. Well done, congratulations. You, you matched the fre frequency of what was needed for you to be in it. Yeah. Right. Like you saw that you're like, okay, I see what I need to do to get there. Now it's a matter of believing and holding that belief and the no's that come along the way, the rejection, yeah. it, it can, it can take some hits uh, sometimes, but I, I just love that you held that self-belief and you had that vision, right? The vision is really powerful. Oh, so everything. Well, and, and you know, like you said, you know, what do you do in those times when you do have those no's? And it's funny because even in center stage, you know, the, I have a scene where my, uh, my co-star says, uh, you know, you're just going to quit. You're just going to give up after one rejection. And he was like, that's what this business is. Rejection after rejection after rejection. And it's, I really feel like it only is that way. If you look at it that way, that, you know, that everything is perception. And I really believe and love to share with people that I, you know, coach and in my uh, online community, you know, how to make it a game for yourself of how, how fast can I shift this seemingly negative thing into an empowering thing. And, you know, so we do a lot of things called disruptive dares of people that really gamify personal growth and gamify goal achievement. Uh, Cause otherwise you can get so stuck and feel defeated and feel discouraged. But if you can make it a game for yourself and saying, great, how fast can I shift this? Like how else could I look at this, this situation and find the good in it or find something empowering about it? And, you know, something for me, even in acting, you know, there's so many times, I mean, I've been on so many editions, I got told no, a ridiculous amount of times. Uh, and I could focus on that and be very defeated and discouraged. And that belief wouldn't do anything to help me to get to my goal. And I love talking about not necessarily negative or positive thinking, but productive versus unproductive thinking, you know, I want to think a productive mm. thought. And so, you know, is me thinking, Oh, but nobody, you know, I got rejected or like sitting in that, is that productive and helping me achieve my, my goal? Not really, <laughs> but what, what is productive, you know, is maybe saying like, okay, I feel really, I feel discouraged right now. Like uh, owning up and claiming, you know, uh, being able to accept and be aware of where your, your current state is and saying like, I feel discouraged. I feel challenged right now, but what could I go do if I really wanted to, 
to move forward? Or like, how could I, what sort of, how could I use creativity or movement or, or something, you know, to, to help me feel a bit more love or excitement or passion? I mean, questions are powerful, right? I mean, questions are everything. Mm. So what kind of questions are we asking ourselves? And I, I think that is, that is hands down everything of, of helping people shift the state you're in to create a better action, to get a better result, to create a better life. Yes. Yes. I love that you said uh, productive thinking. Mm. Someone recently uh, kept saying, someone was coaching, they kept saying, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Is that you busy or are you productive? Yes. And because they were being produ- they were being productive, but they kept saying, I'm busy, I'm busy. And I said, like, start shifting the way you look at it. Because some things you may be busy with, mm-hmm. filling your time unnecessarily, but then there may be some productive things. So they started shifting and they said it was empowering them in that process. I was also speaking of, of, of actors. Uh, I was listening to Denzel Washington deliver this speech the other day. And he said, don't mistake movement for progress. Cause a lot of us are doing so much, but we're not progressing. <laughs> I think I literally listened to that same speech yesterday. Like, and I was really, Did you? Probably. I think I heard that same thing and it really stood out to me. Uh, and actually I've made a, a conscious decision. Cause I think I also heard Tim Ferriss say something super similar that he was like, I, I stopped, I made a commitment to stop saying I'm busy because I don't want to be busy. Yeah. It sounds like, feels like you're not in control of what you're doing, you know, and, you know, words are powerful and self-talk is powerful. And, and also realizing that what might mean, I think it's more about the feeling behind the word, you know, if for some people, maybe busy does feel empowering, you know, for me, it doesn't, <laughs> um, but you know, what does, it, what does feel is like, am I being productive? You know, am I doing things of value for myself and for the world? And, and also I think setting feeling goals, I think sometimes it's so easy to get lost in to do list goals that we forget to set, like, what do I want to feel today? You know? Um, and that, that's been something I, I talk about a lot with my, my coaching clients and my community that has been one of the biggest shifts in, in, in people's lives. Beautiful. So you have been acting for quite a while, quite a few years, right? And now you've shifted into a space of not only acting, but also coaching. Why coaching? Like, where did that come from? Because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are in like fashion or modeling or fitness that have this kind of passion that's, that's oozing in and they want to jump into the coaching space. How did you know you were ready to be a coach? Um, gosh, I love that question so much. Uh, I think especially when you're continually getting asked for things, then also just on a doing it, doing something for free and getting really powerful results from people. Uh, and then also knowing like, Hey, you know, I've spent, I mean, I've literally spent my entire life ever since I was, you know, right after I broke my hand and had surgery and then saw a center stage. I also right about that same time, I found a book called, uh, as a man thinketh. That was my problem. My first book that was like, and I was, I was 15 and I was just like, what? Like what <laughs> matters? Nobody told me this. Like I should have learned this when I was like five, you know, and I was <laughs> so obsessed with, with, uh, studying psychology and the power of thought and manifestation and, uh, and also just brain body chemistry, you know? Um, and my, my dad's actually a, a neurosurgeon and my my, my whole family's in medicine. My brother's a neuroscientist and my other brother's in med school. And my mom's a nutritionist. And so I grew up in this family that was constantly, you know, sharing and talking about, you know, both the power of emotional 
emotional, you know, fitness, as well as like brain body chemistry and uh, just really powerful for me because I, I'm probably somebody who like, I hear something and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, I just more believe things. Uh, so it's been really powerful to really, to study also, not just kind of the, what I call like the woo woo stuff, you know, that's great. And I, I love it. And yeah. But also really making sure that the, really finding out the science behind it. And I think so many mm. times we get, we get lost in telling people what to do, uh, especially in marketing and in, uh, you know, blast of like, do this or try this or la la. And I think, it's so much more powerful to to learn why, you know, and to be able to teach why. And if yeah. you can understand, if you can understand why you should do something, you know, what happens when you eat this thing? What happens in your body, you know, if you eat this this bar or as opposed to this vegetable, you know, and the kind of feelings that are going to go off and the kind of chemical reactions are going to happen and the kind of, you know, different happy chemicals and or not, you know what I mean? How much dopamine or serotonin or, uh, or oxytocin goes off in your brain as opposed to not, uh, that is just, that changes everything. And I think when I just started to see such positive results in people's lives, like really powerful life transformations from things I had studied ever since I was 15. And also I studied psychology in college and uh, you know, and mixing that with everything from my family, everything I, you know, I'd constantly been questing, you know, questioning with my dad, I would go to the hospital with him all the time and watch him do surgeries. And I, you know, constantly, um, asking my brother about neuroscience, my mom about nutrition. Uh, it's just, it kind of was like this perfect, uh, <laughs> melding pot for, uh, for everything. Right. Constantly studying. I mean, every single day I probably spend at least a couple hours, you know, studying from different mentors online, you know, that I really love and believe in or reading books on positive psychology or the power of thought and, you know, like Brendan Burchard and Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer and I mean, Oprah Winfrey, I mean, anybody and everybody that you could possibly think of and you, you know, uh, <laughs> really um, immersing myself in, in that world. And I just, again, one of my big life missions is to help disrupt the education system because I just, if only, I mean, I cannot wait for the world where you, we grow up and kids are taught, you know, emotional well-being and emotional fitness as well as physical fitness and uh, brain body chemistry. And, you know, maybe even before a history class or before, you know, uh, because, you know, I just think it's so interesting that we grow up in this world where uh, learning about things that maybe we don't ever use uh, comes before learning, learning how to learning how our instrument, you know, our mind and our body operates. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, it would have been awesome to have it in, in school growing right? up. That's for sure. <laughs> like there were so many things that they should have uh, introduced into the schooling system. But what's cool is we get to choose, right? When we come out, we get to choose which way we go. Yeah. I was never a fan of school. I dropped out of high school and I went on to build businesses. I, I was just like, I just knew I was meant to be an entrepreneur. Well, and I think we have so much power now and it's such a, a gift and a blessing to take such advantage of it with this online, you know, it can be a blessing and a, and a curse, obviously, but I think as, as influencers and or, you know, thought leaders that you, we can create those courses for kids now, or we can create those types of teachings and, and online classes for people where, you know, a lot of my community are younger girls and to be able to have that kind of, to be able to create not just... I know I believe so much that the power of fun is so underrated <laughs> and the more we can make personal growth and goal achievement fun, uh, especially for a younger generation, I think that's what will completely shift 
uh, you know, the next, I was in the next generation, but just the world in general, I mean, the next generation is the future, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely move the needle. That's for sure. Uh, just before I get into this next point, cause I had a couple of things come up. What was the coolest thing that you've learned from your dad or your brother when it comes to the neuroscience of the brain? Well, one of my favorite memories for sure was my dad, when I was in middle school, my dad would be like, you know, cause we didn't get to spend that much time with him cause he was always doing surgery. And so he would make time for his kids and uh, he would say, you know, who wants to go spend the night in the hospital and watch surgery. So at the, at that time, you can't really do this anymore, but I got me and my friend who was having a sleepover. We got to go to the hospital with him and literally I got to get all scrubbed up and like he was standing right here and like the brain, like he was operating on somebody right in front of me. And I was like probably 13 or 14 years old at the time. And, you know, I got to literally watch surgery, brain surgery and be right, right in it and feel what that was like. And for sure. I mean, my dad is one of my biggest heroes. He actually wrote a book called it's not brain surgery. That is really powerful. Really, really powerful. Um, wow. Yeah. He probably loved, you probably love to talk to him too. <laughs> he to be on the <laughs> um, but he, uh, you know, watching him, you know, I think when we grew up, you know, our parents are just our parents. It's like, oh, that's just my dad, you know, uh, watching him in the hospital, basically, you know, doing all these amazing things, you know, having somebody's life literally in his hands and basically speaking a whole new language and seeing how everybody else treated him. What I really feel like I learned from him is how powerful both, both confidence and certainty and also like identity is like who you believe that you are when he steps into the hospital he is Dr. Smith, you know, he is like where everyone's like at his becking call and he's like, you know, that is his realm and his world. And I just watched him being like, what are you guys doing? That's just my dad. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to do that to talk to him like that. <laughs> it was like <laughs> paradigm shift. And it also really, I think later in life allowed me to really see how like we're all actors every day. You know, every single person is just every day we get to decide like what character am I living from? What character am I writing myself into? And the power of, of belief in identity of who you believe you are is one of the biggest factors I think in determining, you know, your success in that. And I could, you know, I think all of us have the power to say, you know, like today I'm going to write myself into the action hero character. You know, I don't want to be like, what character am I writing myself? Have I been writing myself into a victim minded character or like the character who always loses, you know? And, you know, we just like people have said like, Oh, what hat are you putting on? Like put on your business hat or put on your, like, you know, the family hat. It's just a different way of saying, you know, you're, we have the ability to step into different, I say identities, but it is, it is powerful. And what I, what I, when I created disruptive apparel, it was a physical tool to be able to use, like you can step into this as a physical reminder of your ability to disrupt out and live from the action hero within. And so I just think it's, it's so powerful every day to remember that. And that really isn't necessarily something I learned from him on like a, a science level, but I think it's been one of the most powerful lessons that I've learned from him uh, just as an example. Mm, that is powerful, powerful stuff. I I, re I recently was uh, in a, it was like a mastermind coaching session and uh, I was breaking down the areas of confidence, right? So you have three, there's self-esteem, there's self-confidence, and then there's self-concept. 
And they're three very different things. They all feed into each other. Self-esteem is kind of what's happening moment to moment. Right. Your self-confidence is the average and the overall. And then the self-concept is kind of how you're seeing yourself. Yes. And a lot of people have this unhealthy version of, of their self-concept because they are seeing people online and social media with this glamorous life and they see the Photoshop and they see everything else and they're constantly in comparison. Yes. And what, what I think is a big struggle for most people is they're not clear on their vision for their life. You know, when you said like you saw center stage and you had your vision and you knew the work that was ahead of you, you were just in it. So your, your concept was very, it was, it was a big dream as in you saw potential in it, but you were also very realistic whereas some people aren't. So they don't have the vision that allows them to be in this place where they can see what's actually possible. And they're also trying to do it from a standpoint where they're in someone else's shoes, which never works. Yes. Like you get to the top and you realize, oh, this is, is this it? It's yeah. because it was never for you. Yeah. And then they also get like drained because they're like, oh, they're there and they might celebrate for a bit, but then they're like, what's next? Because they never casted the vision for themselves. Yeah. They're in somebody else's dream. Yeah. So what do you find with your coaching uh, when it comes to self-confidence? Like, what are the biggest areas that you find, uh, especially young women too? Because you say you work with like young children and young women around self-esteem and self-confidence. What do you find is the biggest struggle and how do you help them break through? Well, I love that you brought up social media, you know, because like, again, I said mm. before, you know, it is such a blessing that we have it in our world today. We wouldn't be able to do this. You know, the power that it is to connect people and to create and to share messages is, is so, so powerful and so beautiful. It can also be extreme, kill, kill, I think, confidence and kill uh, presence and, you know, and, and being able to really get clear on who you are and what you do and, and everything. And I felt that hardcore uh, as an actress, you know, especially when it starts, things started to shift and Instagram numbers became like a thing. And, you know, and even, all my, my agency managers were like, up your numbers, Rach, up your numbers. And all I could think about was like, what am I going to post next? And will people, will people like it? And, little, and I just hated the way that I felt. I never felt present. I never felt like I was able to actually connect with the person in front of me uh, or that I really even cared anymore. It was like, all I could think about was this like little spinning wheel of like, what can I post next? You know? And it's like ridiculous, like ridiculous. <laughs> And yeah. I just made this commitment and I was just like, I'm so, and I had also been, you know, at this photo shoot for a film I was working on and with the most beautiful woman in the world and the most amazing photographer and them all talking about how they didn't feel good about themselves or how, you know, they had, the photographer had tried to post a, a behind the scenes picture of this, you know, superstar model. And she got a call from her manager yelling at her saying, you know, how dare you post something before she could filter it or, you know, use the body morphing app. Oh, what? <laughs> and like, ah! You know, I just like, got so sick to my stomach and I was just like, okay, I'm so sick of complaining about this and hearing people complain about it. Like, what can I do? You know, I'm such a believer in action and again, productive mm. thinking, right? So I just kept asking like, what can I do to make it better? What can I do? What can I do? And I just remember waking up in the middle of the night being like, oh, t-shirts, I can make t-shirts. You know, like, <laughs> and I just had this inspiration download and I had this um, inspiration to, you know, make a shirt that says life before likes on it. Uh, just as a, a reminder to put your real life before your online life. And I had also that day gone on my first, what I call social media fast. And so 
it was the first day in forever that I could remember where I just committed to, I, I did, I, I do believe a lot in, I do food fast as well. So I did like a food fast as well as a social media fast. And I just didn't, I took one Sunday to just not touch social media at all. And I hadn't done that since I could remember. And I can't tell you how life changing it was like life changing for both just this feeling of all this stress, just like this was gone. And this, I, I, you know, I was like, I could actually, like, I actually watched a sunset and I actually like had a real like human relation, like powerful conversation with people that I just hadn't felt in so long. And then when I got back on the next day, it was just like, Oh, this isn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. It just, it was an ability to step outside of that world uh, because it is, it's just like you have like the real world and then you have the online world and they're two different things. You know, I think we really have to remember. And I think, social media and, you know, your, your question of, you know, what's the most powerful thing in, in helping especially young women have be able to have more confidence. And I think it's doing those on a regular basis of stepping outside of whether it's for a day or whether it's for just, especially your morning, you know, that you just don't let it run your life is, is so powerful. So, 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 so powerful. And I think what you said too, of just the visioning, like having any sort of vision for your life or who, and I'm actually reading Brendan Burchard's book right now, which I love. I love Brendan Burchard and uh, the um, high performance habits. And he really talks about how even in a scientific level, you know, people that didn't have people that, that don't ask the question, you know, how do I see myself in five years? You know, what are the things I want to be doing then? And who do I want to be, you know, in very specific questions, like, how am I acting with my family? How am I being in my career? You know, who is the person in, in a year or five years or however much just in the future? How do I see myself? And then compare it to now and be honest with yourself about that. And then just be able to step into and realize like, wait, I can live from my future self today. You know what I mean? Like I can step into that person right now and I don't have to wait, you know, <laughs> five years to be there. I can just be set commitments and goals of like, three powerful words, like who, what kind of person do I want to be in my, you know, do I want to be playful? Do I want to be alive? Do I want to be a grateful? Like how, if, if you walked into a room right now, how would you want people to remember you? And if you can have that question in your mind before you go into any certain situation, you know, those, even if it's three words, you know, like I love, I love the word saying like playful, alive, and grateful. Like I love those words. Cause I really feel like the more playful I can make life, the less serious <laughs> it, it is to me. Uh, you know, another mentor of mine is kind of, I was at a, uh, an influencer, um, event that I got invited to. And I don't know, do you know JP Sears? Have you heard of him before? Yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's amazing, right? So he, was, yeah. he said something so powerful, so powerful. He was like, he got up to speak to everybody and, you know, there's a ton of very like high level people there. And he was, he pulled up a chair and he's like, all right, now everybody close your eyes and repeat after me. This is very important. So make sure you do it right. And he was like, take a deep breath and like, okay, repeat after me. I'm full of shit, but it's totally okay. Like, and then repeat <laughs> it three times, you know, so you hold this whole room and you could literally feel the weight of lifted off of everybody and this, this ability to just enjoy life more. And, you know, he had talked about how anything we take too seriously, like we're, we're trying to force or push or like make it something. So it will never be to its fullest capacity because creativity and, and, and 
And possibility is exactly that. It's living from this open, creative, playful place. So I, I really want to live from that state. So I would, I mean, I'd love to know you, if you could have like three words, like that you live from, of like the person you want to be remembered as, like what would those be for you? Mm, that's such a great question. Right? Yeah. I would say ambitious, mm. compassionate, mm. and visionary. Yeah. Love those are great words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a great question. And like, if this is, if you're listening right now and this is all you take away from it, I'm sure there's, there's a ton of things you can take from this interview. But if you just take that piece there, like what, would you love to be remembered by if there were three words or even at the start of this interview where you said like you think about what feelings do you want to feel like committing yeah. even at the start of your year, what three feelings or five feelings am I going to feel this year? What am I striving for? I think so many people don't set the intention. Yeah. And you said like, you know, they, they kind of like full of shit, you know? And, and, and I think you become full of shit when you don't have an intention and you just go in and you start, trying to wing it and you're trying to pull things together. But if you at least set an intention, right. You're, you're a little bit closer to the mark, right? right? <laughs> well, and I just love the idea that he placed of like, you know, that no, that we're all on some level, like full of shit, you know what I mean? But it's totally okay because we're human. And, you know, I actually, one of the sayings that we have on a, a shirt, which I'd love to send you actually one of our disruptive gear. Um, it Thank says you. imperfect, but it also says I'm perfect at the same time. And it's a, such one of my favorite favorites that we've made because it's such a great reminder of one how powerful perception is and how you see something because to some people at first you might look at it and see it as imperfect but it also says I'm perfect and you know and also to remember that we are you know perfectly beautiful through our imperfections you know that that is what makes us awesome and if we were all perfect like what is that there is no such thing you know so if we could just <laughs> let go of that idea more we'll have so much more ability to one enjoy life too if you're I think anytime and like when I said before like I think the power of fun is so underrated knowing that whenever you are having a good time <laughs> you'll always do better at whatever you're doing or if ever you can allow creativity or some sort of like fun breeds inspiration you know and in, inspiration breeds movement and action and from there you know change so I just it's the I think asking yourself every day like what do I want to feel today and what did I do that lit me up you know because if the second I do something like today I jumped in I jump in cold water every day because it like it lights me up like it puts me in a state of one that I that I have this commitment that I don't I'm I'm stronger than my doubts and my fears you know and I'm braver than those feelings of oh like I don't want to do this you know but like it's like I I that deeper higher part of me runs the show not the like limiting you know, and I do, I have different, when I work with people too, I have them like name different characters within them and then knowing which character they want to live from a different spaces. And it might sound, I mean, to some people they are like, what? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one of the most powerful tools, you know, if there's there, we all have the little kid inside of us. We all have the like boss, you know, like badass inside of us. We all have the, you know, more of like the loving nurturing or the, you know, there's all these different characters within you. And if you can name them, and then say, all right, I need to like, I can like, for me, my, like, when I need to like get shit done, then I like, I'm Brooke and I call myself, I'm like, all right, Brooke, like you got to do this. You know, and I, there's a different feeling that goes off in my body that allows me to then go maybe act from a different place. 
but then like, I've, you know, just different knowing different characters inside of you and how to step into and live from them is so powerful. Wow. So you're tapping into different frequencies and managing your state on different levels. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Especially because when when you're dealing with, you know, sometimes you maybe need to be, if I'm with my family, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily, if I was acting from my like, get shit done powerful mode that I might, they might be like, whoa, Rach, like calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And also if you're in a relationship too, like some people don't think of this. If, if you're like, the boss chick at work and you're super, you know, you walk around like the lioness. When you come home, you've got to let your man be the lion too. Yes. You know, you want to be treated like a princess and you just yeah. want to settle in that and be in your feminine, right? And that's powerful yeah. too, the masculine and feminine energy, which is, you know, something I think that all, I love that it's coming up more in conversation. I recently just started, I really, you know, have been really diving into that because I think it is so powerful, especially in saving relationships. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of uh, people at a very high level, celebrities and, and, and um, you know, even artists and, and uh, people that are at a very influential level are, are playing on it a bit, but they're, they're kind of distorting it and it's confusing some people as to how they should be showing up. Right. Yeah. So, and that's what's happening in society. I mean, we could talk about this stuff all day. Like we could go down another rabbit hole. <laughs> I know. Well, especially right. like in, <clears throat> you know, this, this new film that I've been working on uh, that I'm currently filming right now, I, I play the, the main girl in this film called The Last Exorcist. And it's just really powerful for me to be able to, and I love sharing lessons that I've learned as an actress because I feel like they are so powerful for life. You know, just knowing that as an actor, like my, inst- I am my instrument, right? And we have all these abilities to, to utilize different tools and maybe exercises or practices just for our own, our own life. And you know, that my character has goes through so much. Like I feel so, I, I feel so bad for her sometimes um, because she has (laughs) epilepsy and seizures and, um, and then has to really go through a lot of different experiences and, and really, you know, step up and, and, and completely shift and do things that she never thought she could. And I think, you know, in, in doing this role, it just reminded me, and I actually just, I just put out a YouTube video about this of, you know, learning the, di- the different lessons I've learned as an actress that are so powerful in, in helping, you know, life as well, or just being a, a human being, you know, the most like operating at optimal level. I think I'm, I'm just loving, I love those words of like, I want to be not just like better every day, but I want to live at my optimal potential. You know, like I want to be the very, like we have this one life, you know, like we don't know, we never know. I'm sure you've had these instances before, like it can change like that. Like, you know, like I was running oh, hell yeah. down the street and all of a sudden I twist my ankle and like fall down and then I can't walk for the next 10 weeks. You know what I mean? Like it was, and I had no idea that was going to happen. I've been in car accidents that out of nowhere, you're just like, bam, you know, and wake up in the hospital the next day. And it's like, we, we just don't know what's going to happen ever. And so just to really step into, you know, a celebration of life. And one of my acting coaches taught me something so powerful that when I used to get a little bit anxious, when every time I would get a new audition or a new role, I would feel a little bit overwhelmed. And even, even I would feel myself procrastinate, procrastinating working on the character, even though all I wanted to do was be able to, you know, be on set or be on a new show. 
And it was this really interesting internal struggle. And she had, she had said to me, you know, every audition that you get or every character that you play, rather than letting your mind wander into, you know, what if you're not good enough or what if you don't, what do they want to see? Or just all these like kind of worrisome thoughts. She's like, every time you, you see that, those papers or those lines, it's, it's realizing that you have the gift and the opportunity to celebrate life, to celebrate somebody's story. And so now I yes. ask, like, how can I, how can I celebrate this life in the best way? You know, how can I bring this person's challenges and stories and, and their achievements, you know, to, to life in, in the highest way. And again, I think for me, questions are just everything. Like it's an ability for me to tap into maybe like a higher frequency or to, you know, a connection to my creator to be able to say like, it's almost like a prayer, you know, but um, maybe on a different, on a different level uh, that I, I just think I really hope that people just use it more because it's so powerful. <laughs> yes, yes. I was listening to a sermon yesterday by uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, mm. and he said that from his, I guess from his studies and his experience, what he has seen is people that can endure more pain, God gives more. It's mm. almost like God is looking for people, like who are the courageous ones that can endure the pain and he'll give them the bigger assignments in life. Mm. And I, like when I heard that, I was like, damn. And I was even thinking, thinking to myself, like, have I been welcoming that pain or yeah. do I try and avoid it at all costs? Because yeah. when life is going really good, you start having yes, the options, but also when the pain shows up, it can like sidetrack. It can like, it, it can just like be this curveball in your life because you're so used to feeling comfortable in it. Big. So it's like, how do you, how do you get, you know, into that whole, like, at times knowing you're going to have to face the pain, but when you do that, your assignment will, will be even bigger because right. you can hold more. Well, and you know, that's what I said, like, how do you, you ask the question, like, how do you prepare yourself? And I think for me, making sure that I'm doing something on a regular basis that does take me out of my comfort zone, you know, so that I know that I'm yeah. building that, that confidence muscle or that brave muscle. So I think if I could share, you know, anything, or leave any message that I just am so passionate right now is that to be brave every day. And that we're just not taught that, that in order to make anything big happen in your life, or even just to like, there's just so, there's so much in being brave that I just don't think we're, we're taught or is talked about. And there's so many times when, you know, even in center stage or any, any sort of film or amazing opportunity that I've been so blessed to be able to have, like I was so close to not doing it. And if I wouldn't have done it, like I almost didn't go to the center stage audition out of fear. Cause I was scared, you know, uh, cause I had just gotten turned down by a lot of acting agents and every time I wasn't ready. And I remember this moment going home and I wasn't going to go to the audition cause I saw the casting call on the wall. And I was just like, Oh, like they told me I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. Whatever. I was just discouraged. Right. And I like go in, my bathroom and have that dramatic moment when you like look at yourself in the mirror. And I just felt that feeling of like, you have to go. And I felt like this feeling just pulled me out of uh, my room and into the audition. But I look at all those moments and I'm just like, man, like if I wouldn't have been brave and gone a totally different life trajectory, you know? And, and in every single moment, I think when we're faced with uh, maybe like you said, a feeling of, of pain or, or maybe even reframing that so it doesn't sound, at least for me, it doesn't sound so 
hard, you know, like maybe there's a different word or a different feeling tone that can come with, um, you know, being able to, and who can endure pain. It's like, how can I, this is like a, 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 like, what if we could look at it as, oh, a challenge. Cool. I get to grow, you know, as opposed to like, oh, something painful I have to go through. You know, there's a much more weight to, to that statement as opposed to being like, like, what if we could live in a place where we could start to see challenges as this, like, you get excited about them. Cause you're like, yes, like I get another opportunity to grow, to like show what I can do, how I can show up, how I can step up and change the game and, you know, gifted with more. And I, I just think it's all in how we, we can disrupt any sort of seemingly difficult thing and shift it into something empowering. Mm, yes, yes. And yes, I agree. Uh, you're going to love the new thinking grow rich movie actually. Yeah, it's coming out soon. It's coming out very soon. It's coming out like nine days from now. So I know you'll love it. Uh, there is a, uh, basically the way that the film is shot, it, it has thought leaders in between. I'm in there with like Lewis House, Bob Proctor and a number of others. And uh, the chapters from the book Think and Grow Rich are also acted out and they're in, inserted in between the thought leaders. So it's like full blown, like, you know, like the history channel where the Roman soldiers are like, yeah, it's like reenacted scenes from uh you know chapter from the book and there is a chapter called three feet from gold and if you're familiar with it but uh this guy goes and digs and digs and digs this mine and then he gives up and then another guy comes in and sees he's only three feet away from hitting gold you never know and i'm not saying this is your situation with center stage but some things in life like you literally could be going i don't know i don't know and someone else could be doing the same thing, which actually could be in a place where they could get a position or get a job or get a whatever. But that day they may not have shown up because you were more courageous than them. You went in and took, took that and you got that opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Not to take away from you getting it because you, I'm right. sure you well deserved it. But in life, sometimes there are those things where you just never know. Like, yeah, there could be someone out there that could be like big competition, but because you didn't give up and you stayed committed to it and you were consistent, yes. people see that and the opportunities come to you. So, yeah, no, I, I love amazing. that. Actually, I've, I've posted that. There's a picture of that kind of me, like showing the different, like how close he was to the end of the goal. Um, yep. Yeah. I posting it a while ago and I just love that message so much, you know, and I just mm. think we're, we're way more powerful than we know. We're way stronger than we think we are. And we're way closer to achieving our goals and dreams than we think we are. You know, it's just, and having that belief is so empowering, you know, and I don't know, I just think every single, every single film role or amazing thing I've had, has been a story of a very similar story to that center stage role. And I've get, I got, I get asked a lot from, uh, from people of like, how did you do that? That just doesn't happen. Or like, how did, you know, or even other roles that I, I have a, a film that just came out called cold moon that I play a Southern character in. And I'm not kidding you for like the whole year before that, I was like, I want to play a Southern character. Guys, I want to play a Southern character. <laughs> and I was just like telling every single person I possibly could, right? <laughs> like every producer, every director, every friend, every casting director. Putting and it out there. I think being brave enough, first of all, to say, this is what I want next. You know, like this is what I'm working on. This is who, who I'm stepping into next. And then just like telling it to everybody, you know? And I think that's something that so many people don't do is, is to say like, this is what I'm doing. And if you know anybody that can like help me on my path, like awesome, you know, and not from a, like, what can I get from you? But just literally like stating a desire. And it's amazing what happens that, like you said, if you're, you state your action, if you state like what you, what you desire and then 
take action towards it every day and then kind of not necessarily let it go, but let go of the, there's a saying that I love so much. It's called um, setting intention and then giving attention to it on a regular basis with no tension to the outcome. And so like intention, attention, no tension. And I swear I say that to myself all the time. It is so powerful because again, if you put too much like the stress and the struggle and the tension, that's what just makes us like defeated and defeated and defeated. We're like, we are blocking our own growth as opposed to just living in a place of, nope, this is, and I love too, I think there's this ladder of, there's like a belief, like I have, or a hope, like I have a hope that this might happen. Then you can step into, I believe that this is happening. And then there's a state of, I just know it. Like you can't tell me what's not going to, you know what I mean? Like this is a knowing and that knowing is ridiculously powerful, you know? And I think, that's yeah. where Jim Carrey was when he said, I'm going to make that $10 million. You know, he like, he knew it, you know? And like, when I made that decision, when I was 14, like I knew it, you know? Um, and it's just, how can we get ourselves to step into that knowing about whatever it is we want to create? I love that. It's like sprinkling it with a little bit of faith, right? Yeah. Like you, you yes. set, like set the intentions, you map out the vision, you hit it every day, but then you always have to just sprinkle it with a little bit of faith. That's Big being time. the unattached because, yeah. because yeah. we, I believe we're, we're often course corrected too. Like yeah. something that like we were like, Oh, I want this so bad. I remember casting my 10 year vision seven years ago. Some elements of my vision have been way bigger. Like I remember writing down, I want 10 million views on addicted to success in 10 years, yeah. seven years down track. We're at 136 million views. So we've 13 X that I didn't even expect that. Right yeah. now I remember saying, I want to be a millionaire by the age of 28. And I remember when I got to 28, I actually like, I revisit my vision often. I looked at it and I was like, well, I haven't hit a million. I wasn't holding a million as in like hard assets and having money in the bank in that, in that sense, good money in the bank, but not that. Yeah. But I was like, damn, I don't even want that anymore. Like mm. contributing and doing these other things, like building more businesses and like you, you never know, like when you set that intention or you cast a vision sometimes down the line, like further down the line, you mature in your success. Mm. You mature in the process and the journey. And then you realize like, hey, this isn't what I actually value now that I'm at this mindset. Yeah. Whereas when you're in this, in a different, you're in a different mindset three, four, five, six years ago. Right. And I bet you do this too, because I do the same thing. You look back at the movies that you're in and the projects you're a part of and you see it. And you're like, you can see yourself in that moment in time. Where you, you might like, you know, have a bit of a different look to you. There's some things going on. You see it and you go, I remember the struggles and the breakthroughs there. But yeah. then you also check in where you are now and you realize that it's not about the things that you have. It's about who you've become in the process. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's one of my favorite sayings ever. That obviously like mm. triggers a lot in me because I am constantly reminding myself of that. Because it does, it does get can get really hard sometimes, you know, like really, really challenging. And if anybody ever thinks that it's not, you know, and it's all just glamorous and amazing all the time, it's just, it's just not, you know, and it's, it's a daily practice hundred percent. Um, so I just, I, I really, I'm really love that you said that. And I really love really promoting, you know, let's talk about the challenging times and let's talk about not just our wins and how awesome life is and the lessons and stuff. But, uh, but I think it's powerful for, especially for, maybe celebrities or influencers to really say like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time right now. You know, like my life isn't perfect either. And I think that is so powerful. And I just, uh, I think the more that, you know, people can, can be honest about that, not from a victim way, but just like, 
a, an honest, authentic way, uh, it is, it, it is, it is really, really powerful. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Rachel, uh, just before we wrap up this interview, where can people find you online and what do you have going on right now that you'd love to um, let people know about? Well, thank you so much. Um, the best way to find me usually is uh, rachelbsmith.com. So it's R-A-C-H-E-L-E bsmith.com. That's my kind of main website that links to all my social media, but I'm really active on, I really, I really do love Instagram and Facebook just because of the live. I really do love doing any sort of actual interactions with people, <laughs> not just like posting. Uh, but so yeah, both, Instagram is at our and guys, you have to also see Rachel's videos. Her videos are crazy. Like her dance moves. Like I watch, I watch them. They pop up in my feed all the time because I like your content and I, it just like blows my mind what you can do on there. So go and check her out. <laughs> so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and especially with the disruptive disruptive apparel.com or um, at disruptive underscore movement on Instagram and our community where we do all our fun dares and gamifying growth and, and goal achievement is disruptivedare.com, which is really fun. And definitely the, um, the new movie that I have coming out is called The Last Exorcist. So that will be coming out next year, I'm sure. And then I'm starting another new one called uh, Nightmare Shark, which will be really, really fun <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. So Rachel, just before we wrap up the interview, I just wanted to say thanks a million for jumping on. I really appreciate you. I wish you all the best and uh, any support you need. I'm here. Okay. And uh, let me know what I can do to support uh, your movement. I love what you've done and what you've created. It's really amazing. And I would love, love, love to give you whatever. Just let me know what, if there's any sort of disruptive message you like and I'll, I'll send it over your way. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And guys, uh, for those that are listening, make sure you jump in, be a part of Rachel's movement, uh, be a part of disruptive, positive change in the world too. Yes. Cause that's what we need more of. We need more of that. Yeah. So Rachel, just before we wrap up this interview, I always end the interview with this one last question. And the question is if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Mm. Do things that light you up every day. Be brave every single day. Tell somebody that you love them and hold them and hug them as, like, as long as you possibly can. And every day, do something that, that matters to you. You know, that every day, if you can ask yourself, you know, how did I live today? How did I, how did I love today? How did I adventure today? You will live the most wonderful life and that, that you're so much braver than your doubts. You're so much stronger than your fears and you're so capable of so many incredible things. And if you ever forget about your self-belief, lean on my belief and other people who inspire you knowing that there are no different than you, that every single person who has created amazing change in this world is just the same as you with the same struggles and doubts and fears and insecurities. It's just that they kept being brave every single day towards what they wanted to create in this world. And you can too. <laughs>